So, we're about two, three months into the year, into the Zman, uh, the year that we're learning Hilchas Erevin, and I don't think we can delay it any longer. We're going to start talking about the air of controversy. Exciting. Now, as far as I know, Air of controversies, as we're familiar with them, are essentially a new mitzvah, a new creation of the last generation or so after the Holocaust. And one could probably elaborate on the how and the why this developed. And of course, the topic of Erevin and Erev controversies is essentially a very huge, huge topic with many, many parts and details. And we could even put aside learning all the halachas of Erevin, all the technical halachas of Erevin, we could probably just do a series, a lengthy series, on tracing the controversies, each controversy, which I'm not saying I'm going to do. But uh, just for the sake of perspective, it's, it's, uh, it's a pretty big deal in uh, the firm world in the last couple of decades. So I want to start, I, wanna, I do want to talk about halachic aspects of the, these controversies. I want to start in this particular shear from a certain angle, and uh, I guess we'll see what happens uh, for the rest of the year, over the year, what other details, angles, aspects we may cover. Now for us in particular here in Kranites or Chabad, Bechlal, so we got introduced more directly to this type of controversy only in the last uh, decade or so, the last couple of years, once a number of people decided to put up an air of... So previously, Borough Park, Borough Park was probably the last uh, place that had uh, a big fight over this uh, fairly recently, for me personally, I was growing up at the time in Bar Park, so I witnessed, uh, was exposed to parts of it, the more public aspects of it, not necessarily all the halachic details. And before that, there was a big air of controversy in Flatbush, and we know similarly there's been there's a history in Williamsburg as well, etc. And uh, like I said, you can uh, just go through. Uh, the, the oral history of each one, which is not uh, my intention, but there's uh, a lot of interesting history there as well. But what they all have in common is, is that these types of situations lead to very, very serious and deep division, schism, community gets divided in half, and machlekas can get pretty, pretty uh, sharp, pretty harsh. 
perhaps of the harshest machlekesen that we are familiar with in uh, our communities today. It often gets deeply personal and can even come down to physical altercations, fighting over the physical air of itself, etc. But also in the lumbus and how one approaches and thinks about the topics conceptually, you often find that each side gets very radicalized, which is a term that's used today in other contexts as well. Ahavdel, well, you can have an argument and a dispute over ideology in, a, in which you respect the other side, you understand where the other side is coming from, or you have this term where each side gets radicalized and each side views the other as treasonous and perfidious and how dare they, they have the most evil, malevolent intentions, and shouldn't uh, it's to have a, to make any uh, pshara with them. So similarly, this is where this machlekas tends to end up. Where the, those opposed to the Erev believe that those who are in favor of the Erev are being machshel derabim in a terrible, terrible way, very dangerous way, and those who are pro-Erev believe that those who are opposed are stam shlech mention that uh, want to twist the Torah so that others should suffer. And, uh, and you hear it in how each side expresses itself. Now, uh, for the record, uh, this particular coil, I think our stance is we try to remain as neutral as possible, and we try to understand where both sides are coming from without necessarily taking a particular side. And that's the general tone I want to take, I want to bring to these discussions, to however many uh, shiurim we do covering uh, issues that, are, uh, that stand at this intersection. So, before I get to the specific topic and angle that I want to focus on today, I should mention that essentially this controversy here is, uh, we're still in the midst of it, it's still alive, it's still happening. Just in the last two days, a new country has dropped from one of those who's uh, opposed to the aid of, and I want to, uh, by way of introduction, uh, focus on one of the details that came up there. Might as well, uh, might as well uh, be uh, interacting with uh, current events, at least local current events. Um, so this is somewhat related to what we're, what I want to talk about uh, further on, right? So generally, we notice if we pay attention, we see that those who are opposed to the aid of tend to focus and dwell on a number of minus from the, of the Rebbe, which seem to have a, a negative tone towards the concept of building an Erev in a big city. Those who are pro-Erev uh, are more likely to emphasize the focus on the Rebbe's letters from the earlier years regarding the Erev in Manhattan, because, among other things, the Rebbe is mitzayin there at a number of Marimachimists about the benefit of being mitak and Erev in general, and some of those Marimachimists also indicate a negative tone towards those who are not uh, cooperative. Touched on this briefly in the, uh, the event we had at the beginning of the year. And Bechlal, uh, if you had to talk about the Sheir HaShemachlekes, what what's the, what's the Nakuda of both sides? So Bechlal, I would say, it just looks like, uh, like in many other disagreements, some people just have a a pro-air of uh, mind, and they just see things through that lens, and some people have an anti-air of mind, and see things through that lens. We can ask what the causes for that are, but Lamaisa, 
obviously it ties into aspects of one, how one envisions Yiddishkeit and halacha and some people's vision of Yiddishkeit there is an Erev and some people's vision of Yiddishkeit there isn't an Erev in a big city and uh, everyone sees things through that lens and then everything just gets interpreted in line with that so there isn't much of a detailed machlekes per se there isn't really a, a very productive uh, disagreement and uh, conversation taking place each person has their preconceived notion and everything sort of is mishtalshal from there right so we find among those who are pro erev as it's called so sometimes you hear them argue and they say that, oh, feed these Bekredas, feed the Rebbe, the Rebbe's letters. If you're against the Erev, so it's not just Stam at all, you're uh, making trouble, you're saying, there's a Mitzvah of Erev, there's a Musag and Halach of Erev, and you're, you seem to refuse to accept this Halachi concept. Some say it more edel, some say it uh, in your face. Now if you actually look at the letter signed by a few Chabad Rabbanim, in favor of the, uh, this Erev in Brooklyn, you'll notice that the last paragraph says, after they lay out their perspective, they say, we know there are other Chashver Chabad Rabbanim that uh, believe you shouldn't carry an Erev in big cities, and even though that's not our opinion, and Adraba we think for Kart, but Kachi Darka some say this, some say that, we should respect each other, not be mezalzel and those who uh, are relying on another shitta. Torah should be leading to Shalom. That's the tone that they strike in this particular letter. But if you uh, if you look in, I'm going to start uh, saying names since uh, this disagreement is more personal. So I'm not going to say the specific names. If you're following, it should be obvious. So just in the last uh, few weeks, there was a new mina of the Rebbe that was released, something that was going to be printed in Yagul Torah. The Kavis Yagotar and the Mems, and then ultimately wasn't, but seems to be a real minor. Another, it's another one of the negative minus, uh, seemingly uh, take, that take a generally negative tone towards Erevin and big cities. So, one of the people in support of the Erev, one of the Rabbanim, uh, released a, a letter, number of pages, again laying out his perspective and attempting to explain how that mind fits into his mahalach. But Isdala there, before he gets to the actual mind, he says, before I get to the mind, I want to emphasize that Vada'i was never against building Erevin. Because building Erevin is not Stam Amidah it's not Stam Amidah, it's Allah and Shulchan Aruch, Mitzvah, Allah, Zerach, Erev, Chatzeris, and Al Terebah. Both in Simon Shin Samachvav, Mitzvah Lachazach, Erevi Chatzedes, Kadeshli Yevoy Latal Tubeser. Then later in Simon Shin Sadakei, Mitzvah Lachzer, Acher Shitufi Mevayas, and Al Tereb as well. The Mokker, Tur, Mardchai, Gemara. Then he starts quoting Shal Sachovas. And these are all Shal Sachovas that the Rebbe was Mitzayan to in those letters, like I said. So he says, the Tashbits. The Tashbitz Chelek Beisim Alamad Zayin says, "Hazaras b'zeh, harayza meshubach." Later he writes, "Amishili by noikvay b'zeh." If you're somehow nervous, if Erev will make you nervous, 
Hajjaitis Gemurahi, I mean us Nizrakabai, so either you stam a hajit or maybe you talk, I don't believe in Tarashwal Peh, everything doesn't make sense to you, ah, right? Just like we see Taka, you know, in society, those who are not Jewish or those who are not religious, they tend to find Erevin in particular to be a bit of a funny halacha. So, this person deep down doesn't really fully accept the whole concept. So that's the Tashbits. And then there's the Chsam Sefer Simitonic Test, which I cited at that event at the beginning of the year. The whole Shuvah where the Chsam Sefer says that Yiddishkeit, you need Erevin. And also, Shuk base of, if I'm not mistaken, there might be Rav Yudalevitz, who's the Av Bechachma, you see every time you open the Yitzhar Bechachma, the Rebbe's Mitzayin, He's already being the to the more contemporary version where, oh, you're just being machmer, but come on, you're just, uh, you're using fake svaris to be machmer against Erevin, that's not okay. That was Messiah to all these Makaitis. So that should establish the baseline of where the Rebbe is coming from. And now, in light of that, let's talk about the Maina and explains how the Maina fits into his framework. Now, if you look at the response to that, that was uh, released uh, two days ago. More bariches. So, his response to that is, that that letter, there's this argument that uh, surely the Rebbe is pro-halachim farashat p'shulchan aruch, that the whole thing's a mistake. It talks about the mitzvah, we're talking about stamach but when it comes to a city, you have to put up mechitzes, you have to make it tzuras ha-pesach. None of those mechitzes are talking about that. That's on a bigger scale. The mitzvah in Shulchan Aruch is Eir V'chatzeres, Shetufim Evayas. That's what it's talking about. Not uh, that there's a mitzvah to make it tzuras ha-pesach, where there wasn't one at all to begin with. So Ebazai, when you look at all the mechitzes, and even the Rebbe Taka writes in a letter, Mitzvah Hila Taka Nerevin. What did the Rebbe mean? It doesn't mean the Mitzvah Lechazer from Shulchan Aruch. It just means that uh, if there's a situation where it's Pashat, no reason why you shouldn't make an Erev, and you make the Erev, so you're helping people, this is a good Tezach, this is a Mitzvah. But certainly the Rebbe didn't mean it in the sense of a Chiyov, that there's a Chiyov to put up Mechitzes, a Chiyov to put up a Tzuras HaPasach. And so if now again, if putting a tzuras pesach is a net gain, it's going to help a lot of people. It's not good. That's the chsam seifer. Okay, the chsam seifer me is a little, a little more challenging. He has to touch it into the chsam seifer. It's the marshal the tashbits. All right, there's Tashbits that says, Hejaitis uh, Minus. says that the, the context there was talking about Tikkunim Evayas. We're talking about old cities, old fashioned, still uh, just about being Metak in the Mavai. So if you have a problem with Tikkunim Evayas, the way Chazal uh, taught it, the basic Allah, so then, yeah, what's your problem? Why, you, why do you have a problem with Tikkunim Evayas? But the Tashmas wasn't talking about our scenario with Mechitzas and Tzuras HaPasach. And Mamela, if you have any chashash, if the whole reason why you should do a Tzuras HaPasach is only if it's a net gain, Pashat, you're helping people, uh, otherwise it would be Nechshel. But what if putting up the Tzuras HaPasach creates new problems, new Mechshelahs, new potential problems? 
So then uh, the, the, the problem cancels out the gain. So really, those who cite the Tashbits and say, oh, the Tashbit says that you are this and you are that. So Garnish Medem, it has nothing to do with what we're talking about. And even the Beisov, who says, Svaris Beduyas Vikaisvis, but in this case, the Rebbe wrote Svaris, the Rebbe wrote, that Erevin can fall down, whatever Svaris the Rebbe wrote in the various minors. So there's no such, uh, there's no such musag in the Rebbe. The mitzvah is only if you're uh, causing uh, more good than harm. And from all the minors we see that the Rebbe holds that when in big city situations, the harm might be just as uh, great as the good. So Mamela faltered up the Gansa Mitzvah, faltered up the Tao, none of these things are relevant and applicable. That's the response to that uh, argument. So Mamela, now you look at the Rebbe, the Rebbe never seemed to, on his own, initiate the Erevin, so that proves, right? So that's that Mahalach. So, like I said before, my sense when I watch these uh, debates is that it all goes back to the Zelbeshaydish. If your mindset is, if you see everything through the lens, that's Erevin, what are you crazy? Of course, you can't Aser Erevin, Erevin, that's Yiddish guy. So, of course, everything the Rebbe says in the Igris, that's the main thing. The place where the Rebbe confirmed the idea that Erevin is a mitzvah, obviously that's the Igris. And obviously all the minors have to be reinterpreted. But if the way you see things, making Erevin city, so, of course, the Rebbe and the minors is the main thing. And for Steitzichle, we have to explain the Igris in that light. And uh, that's why uh, you see these discussions, because everyone's just starting from a completely different Nakoda. Uh, it's uh, mostly a waste of time. So getting closer now to what, what I want to talk about here. And that is, yes, we have this matzav. Here, other places, we have those that see the Erev as a big mitzvah. You have others that think... It's not like that, and there's with problems with the Erev, and the Komine, uh, Tainus, Halachtius, you have Halachic Tainus explaining why it's no good. Now, part of the Erev, besides actually getting the physical construction of the Erev correct, depending on what the Matzav is, Shusarabim, Narashusarabim, etc., but there's another element to the Erev. Right? It's not just uh, you could put it up and uh, that's it. There's participation. In a sense, everyone in the, within the Erev has to participate in the Erev. That's why, that's actually the Erev part, the Pashas of the Erev. In Ma'ariv, you're mixing, you're, you're merging everyone together with Pas. Yeah? yeah no. Why not? Same thing. The Erev is sitting in the wall. Hmm? No, and even Rosh Hashayachids can't carry to each other without an Erev Chatzenus. No. So you have to have an Erev of Pass for, for any, any Erev, combining whether it's two people or a million people. No, you buy it too, That's an element that comes up in these discussions. But let's not jump ahead of ourselves. So mostly that everyone has to be Mishnatav. Through Pass, we must add of through Pass. So this Indian. Right, the Klert in Simon Shin Samach Vav. So if you look in the Alter Rebbe there in Sif Aleph, the Alter Rebbe starts off by saying that uh, if you have a Rishus Hayochid Gemurah, you should be able to carry uh, from one person's Rishus to another. It's all Rishus Hayochid. But Chacham Aser the Tal Talat Shiarvu, because each one has his own Rishus Miuchedes, etc. 
So it looks a little bit like a Well, that's if you carry it to the joint chot. And then from there, we expand it even from one person's house directly to the other person's house. Right? So even in a scenario where you literally didn't have to build anything, everything was good, you still have to have the Erev. Shagoyven pas, we call bias, a bias. The original idea is that you actually collect bread from each house. And you uh, collect them, you put them all in one place, in one home in the Chatzar. And now from a Lachic perspective, it's like they all are based and live in this house. Why? How does that work? Where's a person's mind? Where is a person really at? Where their food is. So your food is in that house, in that Chatzar, so we all live in that house. So now we fix the problem, and then that's what Al Tadeba says, Bekitsin and Sifalaf. Later on in Sevil, the Alter Rebbe mentions that you shouldn't, if you're, everyone's contributing bread, you should only use a shleim and not a prusa, because it can lead to machleikas. One guy's going to give a shleim, one guy's going to give a prusa. They look at each other funny. An air of ideally supposed to be a very pleasant shutfis, uh, which gives you an idea of what, a, you know, what an air is supposed to be. Then the Alter Rebbe says, but what if someone's being a zaka, l'kula mishalai? Then... There's, there's no scenario in which there'd be machlekas because there's one person with one piece of bread being mezaka for everybody. So what's this void being mezaka? So uh, later in Sifid Bey, the Alter Rebbe says that Ach, the Bnei Achatzer can put pas for everyone, even Shleib B'fneim, and he just has to be mezaka yedei Acher. The other person lifts it. Sheyiskupei kulam b'hakba azu shluchas shaladim kameisay. Ah, they didn't make a mashliach. How is shluchas shaladim kameisay? Zachan laadim Shleib B'fanav. You need you need two people. You can't do it yourself. And then there's the idea of are you including just the people that are here now, or you're also including those who might join in the future? That's what's discussed there at greater length in Sif Yudbeis. And then in Sif Tazvav, you don't have to even tell them, you can tell them on Shabbos, and they can carry, even though Ben Hashemashas, they had no idea. That's what we learn in Simen Shitzamach Vav. So, Regardless of what the minig today is, with a small of, I don't know if anybody's still even uh, being mishtata physically, every person putting something in the basket anywhere, of uh, but certainly in a big of, there's no chance that, that that's how it's going to work. So certainly, Oh, so now the question is, what if in a chatzar, and then kolshikar, what if in a city... You have someone who Tafka refuses for whatever reason, doesn't want to be Mishtatif, doesn't want to be misarev with everyone else. So in the next Simon, Simon Shun he touches on it a bit. You look there in the Alter Rebbe, talks about a, say, a case about a woman, a wife, who's being Mizakeh, being Ma'arev on behalf of her husband. He's still talking about the old scenario where she's actually contributing the, the pass. And even if he told her he doesn't want, and even if he tries to avoid them, so... Those are the pratim there in that, uh, in that. So we're not getting into exactly uh, what we can learn from the Alter Rebbe for this uh, scenario, but that's an idea that comes up in Simshin Samachzayim. What? Balkarche? Will Balkarche work? Yeah, no. So we get the idea, we get the concept that there might be a situation in which someone doesn't want to be Mishnatav in the air. Maybe it's personal. Maybe he can't stand everybody else that shares his chatzar with him. I don't want to. I don't want to be misarved with you in any sense of the of the of the words. And now one of them is being mezaka for everybody. So can we be mezaka that person Baal Karche? 
And if that causes a problem in a small chatzar, so now, in this day and age, you have these machlekas and these areas of controversies, and you have those who are opposed to the area of principle for halachic reasons. So they will be inclined to express and announce that even that there is an Erev, which I don't think is true, they declare that I'm not being Mishtatif in your Erev. Could it be that with that simple trick, the whole Erev is uh, for naught? Now, when I grew up in Borough Park, so that was talk, uh, an element, a uh, visible element of the, uh, of the controversy. Absolutely had those opposed to the air of making these declarations. And in fact, uh, not too far from uh, where I used to be, there was uh, someone there, Pesach Kanoi. I don't know what his story was. His whole family looked a little different and interesting. But uh, he had this huge uh, poster hanging on his, the second floor of his house. And uh, big Pashkavilaisius that have a Yudua that not Mishtatif in the air of a bar park. That was a big sign. Okay? Past it, I used to pass it very often. Right? So uh, clearly he thinks it's a thing. He thinks he's, he's uh, making a point. The impression one gets is that in Kran Heights, this has not, this particular Nakuda, it hasn't necessarily gotten as much uh, attention. But this is one of the possible issues. And, right, so you can learn all the halachas and know exactly how to build an airfrog, but can one bamachlekes, whether he's right or wrong, ruin it for everybody? So this is the first thing I want to talk about and uh, try to present the uh, perspectives of both sides, like I, like I described. Right, so ever since we have these new controversies, and this is one of the tiniest, so this is something that if you're pro of, you have to address, you have to explain. So one of the Rashi Hamadabrim, Bar Park, Williamsburg, Chayra was Reb Chatzkel Roth. Carlsberg, I think formerly Hisachtos. Um, mentioned him last year regarding Maris, in which he was Mekel as well. So he has a tshuva, or a hemshech on this topic, and he has a set of shalos tshuvas called Shut Emek HaTshuva. This is in Chelek Dalad, it was printed in the Samachs, I guess relatively shortly after the whole thing blew up. And Be'ekud is an arich is there from one of his sons. So I think with the time we have, uh, this will be a shtikl hakdama, we're going to start talking about uh, the inyanim that he's discussing, but I don't even feel like we're going to be able to finish presenting his side of the, uh, of the, of the discussion. So if we take a look, in Eimek HaTshuva, like I said, Chelek Dalet, Sartan Simon Chavalaf. So he says, you have these people that are against the Eidav, can we be Mizaka them with the Pasa the Eidav? So he says, Batsam is not a new question per se. There are shuvas from 100 years before uh, related similar questions. This is the Sher Lameshev, the Beis Yitzchak. There are people that don't like the Eid of whatever, they don't want to be part of the Eid of. Does that ruin the Eid of? Says, and these are Makaitis that I would hope to take a better look at for Mamshech. Right now we're just going to quote Ibn Ufik what he says, that these Makaitis talk about this, and the Maskana is that you could be mad even Shalem Meritzayinai. It's been signed to the Sher Lameshev, to the Beis Yitzchak. He says also, there's a tshuva from Shlem Kluger and Shutu Bechayat Bechayim, and there's a tshuva in Shut Chazay Nochum, that also seem to be uh, leaning Lahatir. He says, however, they are talking about a scenario in which 
not that there was a machlekes in Erevin, but that you have communities in which portion of the Eden are uh, leaving Yiddishkeit. So Halpenish by the Gansazach, Erevin isn't a thing to them. So Mela, you know, to the extent that they express their opinion about it, no, they're not being mishtatif in your Erev, they don't care about your Erev. So it's a caprikas oil thing. So in that case, that was technically, specifically the context in which they were discussing. They were also leaning lahater. However, in this case, you have Yidin Shem Mitzvahs, and they have uh, you know, ideological reasons why they don't think the Erev is good, Alpidin, Lashita Sam. So can we be Mazaka them? Um, so at least those who hold that the Erev is good, they should be able to carry. So he begins by saying, well, it depends what kind of power you're working with. So Lamashal, if you're being matir, and those who are being matir are koyach beistin, it's pashat that they can be mezaka, those who aser, because they're koyach beistin of their own, and they're following lashita sum, they're following halacha correctly. So it's not always his going to do issue or something. He's mitzayin to a previous tshuva of his in chelik alaf simkufid beis. I want to go to that now before we continue. Um, so he mentioned, like I said, he mentions this Chivan Chedagalaf, his son, and his Erichas also mentions it. Um, because it's an interesting question. It, it essentially is a Chivan that discusses the, a scenario in which Lomrizagan is no Machlekes. But reality is, we have Ashkenazim, we have Svardim, we have different traditions of Psak. In some cases, Yimamish have uh, situations in which what's Asr to this one is Mutter to that one. And let's say we all wanted to get along. Let's say we weren't taking it personally and we were trying to tolerate each other. How would that look? How would that actually. Uh, Workouts. So this is a much earlier volume. I didn't check what year it was printed. And Hogufa, when he prints it, he says, This is something that I wrote when I was very young, uh, back when he was, uh, I guess, a younger man, still in Eretz Yisrael. So this is Chelek Alf, Simon Kufiud Beis. He says, Here in Yerushalayim, we have Ashkenazim and Sfardim. Can Ashkenazim, Paskin, for the Sfardim, like the Sfardim, Lafi, their Psak, Lahakal, Lahachmer. And Bechalav and Ashkenazi has something that Lafi is dinim, it's Osir. Can he give it to the Sephardi? Can he sell it to the Sephardi? Because for them it's Mutter. And Bechalav, you have stores where Ashkenazim own the stores, and the, the Kainim, the customers, are both Ashkenazim and Sephardim. Can you sell to the Sephardim the things that we wouldn't eat? She says, Bechalav, this is a Shaila. Achreim spoke Bechalav about the Musig. You have Ashkenazim and Sephardim in the same city, and everyone's uh, running their version of Yiddishkeit. Is that even okay? Lamaisa, obviously, it's already many hundreds of years where we have this Metzius. Uh, you had it in Italy long ago. I mentioned it recently with the Yisraelim. Uh, you had it in Turkey long ago. That uh, In Turkey you had Kehillas uh, of the Italians. Kehillah this, Kehillah that. Uh, so this is not something that was uh, invented in the last hundred years. And uh, pretty ungenomen that everyone just runs their own show. Uh, however you deal with the Gemaris and the Rambams that are relevant. Dr. Weiter, Bechlal, you have this, this question of loisis goydidu. This, right? That's the idea of that you can't uh, have different, that's Pashtas, the Gemara and the Ram seem to be saying, you can't have different versions of Yiddishkeit taking place in the same place. He says, loisis goydidu, if anything, should only apply to the original, the original Machlekes, the progenitors of the Machlekes, the first people who disagreed. Dr. Gemara, loisis goydidu. You have to hash it out, work it out, discuss it, until your division that you just created in your own community can be put aside. 
Or people later on, people that uh, they want to, they still have a choice. Should I be? Should I do like this one? Should I do like that one? It says, but we, we already live. Ashkenazim and Svardim, Ashkenazim are already anchored to their minik. An Ashkenazi can't just abandon his minik. A Svardi is anchored to his minik. He can't just abandon his. We don't have a choice anymore. So Yeshlem and Elias is good, and it doesn't apply in a case where there's nothing you can do about it. What do you want? Uh, you, you kick someone out. That's it. So that's already, that's already acceptable. This is Bechlal, there's a lot of interesting questions that revolve around uh, this type of discussion. Just discussing uh, uh, an aspect of this with someone here in Kailo this week. The idea, you know, can Ashkenazi convert to a Sephardi overnight? Pashtus, we instinctively know that doesn't seem like a real thing, right? On the other hand, you have people that are in Scarif to Chabad, and they have other Minhagim, and they have other Psak, and it does seem like over time that uh, it's acceptable to say, oh, now another Chabad. So is it only because uh, each, uh, each group is supremacist? We think that, oh, our group is the best. So you can always upgrade to us, but can't uh, downgrade. Sometimes you see that in Chavis uh, over Nusach. You can switch to our Nusach, but not vice versa. But is that the only Vart? Well, so the Pashtos, the Vart is, is that uh, there is a Musag of uh, if you mamish move from one community to another community and you slowly become part of them, that does seem to be more of a legitimate thing and historically it happened as well. Ashkenazim did move to Sephardi countries and vice versa. Maimar um, uh, in the Maimar Musgar, an example of this discussion we see in Vikuch Araba. Vikuch Araba is an interesting Chabad Sefer that uh, was printed in the Tough Reishas. Um, uh, it's, uh, the, it's written as like a correspondence, like two sides of a discussion. Uh, a Snagid is writing Tainus and a Chassid is writing responses and it's dated back to the mid-Tough Kufs. Uh, but uh, as people have, who have studied it have pointed out, it doesn't look like that the uh, actual correspondence was an actual give and take between two real people. It could have been more of a literary composition that some chassid made, and there is a history of writing svarim in that format. And recently, a few years ago, there's a very nice new uh, print of Vikuch Haraba, reprinted very nicely with Aras and uh, Tziyunim. So if you look at Vikuch Haraba, so this is one of the issues that's raised about specifically about uh, davening, which there's a letter from the Alter Rebbe where the Alter Rebbe says that davening, but the Rashidam says the davening can change nusach of davening. It's too uh, fluid. It doesn't, it's not such a big deal. B'chalal. The issue is really other things. But the way the Kucharaba deals with it, so the Misnagat says they're making their own minyanim. Lais is going to do. So the Chassid responds later on, because it's getting into the Pratim of what he's going to do, so he says, what he's going to do is only when it looks like Shtaitaitis, uh, or Mamish looks like uh, each side thinks the other side is illegitimate. But if it's Nikah that you're just uh, you're upgrading, you want to be Machmer more, you want to be Machmer, Lafia, certain shit uh, you're not treating the people that you used to live next to. Uh, oh, now you're you're pushing over on Yisurim. If you don't, as long as you don't put it that way, then it's not a problem of two Titus. So, so the example of this is uh, Malacha and Erev Pesach, which is one of the things that comes up in the context in the, in the Gemara. He says the Morgan of Ram gives an example. The Morgan of Ram seems to be more machmer. The Morgan of Ram says. That uh, with this disagreement in Bnei Ashkenaz Gufa and Chelev, 
and uh, certain people eat a certain chaylev, and certain Ashkenazim don't eat the same chaylev, and they come together, the Magadvarim says, Tzrichel minak shavim, Mishamay says, they got to figure it out, and they got to come to a uniform practice. He says, but over here, he says, Chadash. In Europe, we eat Chadash, whatever, even though the Hatayim, the justifications, always seemed a bit shvach, but the Metzius was that everyone needed to and ate Chadash. And we're being Samech on the Paiskim that are Matir. And one person comes along and says, you know what? This, do we have to force everybody to get on the same page? It can't be Machmir Chadash. No Paisik ever said that. Why? Because those who are Machmir, they're not saying that everyone else are Pashat Evri Yisurim. They're being Machmir on themselves. So Ibazai, that's what the Vikuk Haraba wants to explain. You're being Machmir on Harizal, the way he's Mairech there to explain. On Harizal, you're being Machmir, more the Fishita Sagamara. It's more in line with the way the Gemara describes the Nusachat Fila. So Ibazai, it's not a problem. This is Vikhozal at Avcha de Milsa, because this Bechlau no based in Kavua, which is its own major discussion. And every minion has, uh, has lumdim that are bucky and tighter like a basin. And uh, any group of people that uh, can hold their own entire nikru atzleinu basin, va'iskim lefamim bedinu bahira, so we're not in a spell from your basin. This is how the Vikul Kharab uh, responds to it. Um, so I'm not attempting to get to the bottom of this huge discussion, but give you some uh, nakudas some insight into how people talk about this question. Right? The, the Rabbi Chatzkorov seems to be going further and saying that uh, even if Ashkenazim kind of hold that it's Aser, but at the same time, we're open-minded enough to understand that for you, it's not really Aser. There's Mayach at some length about this. And uh, by the end he says, we follow the Ramah, it's not because we think the Ramah is smarter, we think the Ramah is more convincing. No, we follow the Ramah. And the Sephardim, they follow what their ancestors said. And we have to follow our Minig, they have to follow their Minig. So, Ibazai, we're not, we're not, we don't think that they're mistaken, which is interesting, right? So, I mean, we kind of, you know, if one of the Ashkenazim did that, we would say, oh, you've been going for an But when the Sephardim does it, we say, no, no, no. We understand that we have to follow our parents, they have to follow Minigav Sehem. Very open-minded, we understand where everyone's coming from. We can uh, have uh, tolerance and acceptance and, and all get along. And the way he fears always that particular uh, Shaila is, uh, which is just interesting because variations of this come up even uh, locally, you know, one Rav is Machma, one Rav is Mekel. One Rav thinks that it's Aser. And another, you know, there's another local rabbi thinks that it's mutter, and someone comes and asks you that shaila. So uh, you shouldn't send them to the chacham hamater, because in your opinion, you think that chacham hamater is wrong. It's, you came up with this disagreement. This uh, disagreement began with you. You hold sincerely. Uh, you uh, support your own view that it's aser. How can you send someone to someone who's mater? But if you don't really see it as a true, true iser. But Lamaisa, by dear we pass in the Isser, so you could send them to the Chachamah Matir, but you yourself shouldn't be Matir for him and say, oh, I, I answer, but the other one is Matir, so I'm telling you that he'll be Matir for you. No, you can't say that. You can send them to him. And if that person has more of a Shaykhist to the Chachamah Matir, then certainly you should send them. It's from that community. But again, you shouldn't say your opinion, not the Isser, not the Isser, because you're not Shaykh to him. The you shouldn't be saying. Uh, you shouldn't be saying something that you don't agree with. 
And that's Bechlal if it's your own personal opinion. And if it's Tam Ashkenazim and Svardim, so then Lechayra, if a Svardi comes to the Ashkenazi Mutz, and it's Mutter for Svardim and also for Ashkenazim, so if you can send them to a Svardi, it's better. But if you can't, Velar Zagin, that no, we're, we're open-minded enough that an Ashkenazi can tell a Svardi, look, we just have our, our own traditions. You can, I can tell you that Svardim in your situation, consider that it's mutter. So back to this discussion here. So that's in a scenario in which everyone gets along. Right? Okay, I think the Erev is good, you think the Erev is not good. We can all agree to get along. So from that perspective, we as the, those who are mater, speaking for those who are mater, we think it's fine. We're acting consistently with our psak. It's not what going to do because our disagreements are uh, already rooted very deeply. Whatever the husband is, why it's not what is going to do. Sebazoi should be fine. Lamaisa, we have these situations in which people are screaming, No, absolutely, I'm not being, I'm not being, don't be mezakami. They are being asked, they are, they are asking Allah here. Especially if you don't have a kayach based in. And Bechlal, there's a Prima Gadam. The Prima Gadam in Simon Shin Samach Zarech, maybe else we want to get to. He seems to say that, no, if it's Mamish Bal Karachai and you're doing it through Ziku, you're being Mazaka, you can't be a Mazaka Bal Karachai when the Yenish writes, don't be Mazaka me. So, Bazoi, in the big cities, we have all these Tamil Chachamim that disagree with the Erev, New Tarachi, and how you being Mazaka them. So he says, Mazmazagan, there is a Shtikl Kayach Bastin, that a Kayach Bastin does have the power to be Kaifa, a few Lazakais. And those who are matirin halten zech for a kayach beistin, and kayfin al midas doim, and then he throws in kayfin oisiat sheimer reitzani. Yenish right any reitza, but we know that the truth is that really he should be reitza. And he goes on. Ah. Forget. God has specific requirements where the person has to uh, actively participate. You don't need his active participation. LMI, he's tiny that uh, I don't want to be Mazakim Shalabafanov, so we're going to ignore that. So he brings up a number of the kudus, which now is not the time to get into in detail. I would, like I said, I would like to be mamshech, maybe ready at the beginning sometime of next week, to uh, to get into uh, some of the stuff that he says in greater detail, um, and then to get uh, ultimately to those who uh, present the the opposite side. But it's uh, like I said, it's not something that uh, has gotten as much attention here, but uh, almost like short circuits the whole discussion, and that's why I think it's uh, worth discussing. But we'll leave it uh, there for now. Good chance.